It's so hard to not abuse animals. It's Grump Day. Carnies can't fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all figures. So today, today we have um, a very special guest. It's Wednesday, and it's been a while since we didn't do a Grump Day this week. So I'm going to bring him right on. What do you say? Here we go. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. How are you? The one and only Dan Shepard. I'm fantastic. Uh, my coffee is cold, but you know, I, I'm, I'm staying in a place where the coffee is always cold, and I find that bizarre. I don't, I'm not sure if their urns are. I don't, I'm not going to diagnose the problem. I was going to, but then I've, I thought better of it. Why? Why diagnose other people's problems? Don't we do enough of that? Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. And cold coffee. I mean, you could just drop a few ice cubes in it and have an iced coffee because it looks nice and warm where you are. Although it is storming here, we've got some named storm attacking us at the moment. So, yeah, it's uh, it's you crazy at the moment. We we. Yeah. I'm in the Midwest where it's actually not very warm, but they have giant. I'm in a place with a giant fire next to me. There's a fire roaring next to me, and 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 check this out. Uh, can you see that? Oh crap! This is the wrong. Hold on a moment. I'm gonna camera, webcam. Let's try that. How's that? Okay, now can you see? Yeah. Oh my God! What what is? The whole place is decorated with dead animals. It's they're all on, on, on many walls. Is it previous guests and stuff? Have you got any previous guests <laughs> sort of mounted anywhere? Yeah, the dead animals mounted on the walls. They're all somebody pre- you all someone abused guests. someone who abused the minibar and have them strung up. Yeah, they, they tried to skip out on their tab and so they mounted them on the walls. There's a there are a few deer, a few uh, elk and various animals around, fish. <laughs> there's some fish uh, on the walls it's been uh, it's been fun but um it is cold but there's a roaring fire next to me which is why i'm in a, in a t-shirt but i'll be driving 15 hours today dan to a, even a colder location oh you just just a short trip then you're talking to a trucker 15 hour trip 15 oh, hours well i'm lucky if it's a 15 it'll probably be closer to 16 or 17 because i am in a truck but Let's yeah. have a look who's on. Let's have a look. Let's have a look who's on. Like, we, we can't just ignore the audience. Hello, Michael Askew. Hello, The Real Thing. Thank you for joining on my channel. Uh, Dave from Bonnie, Scotland. Hello there. Uh, Vegan Pixie Warrior, how are you? Long time no see. Yeah, I've got some uh, Got some nice people. Yeah, there's a, b- plenty of people watching on your channel. Hey, um... <laughs> I think we're pretty even, actually. Peter can we go from place? this extreme close-up shit? Because you know I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Changed sure. Of view. course I can. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, oh, so, Cole, it's actually... 
Ooh, nice big breath. Like it's like they're holding in the stomach, you know, yeah. on the beach. He's like, oh, I can relax now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cole, no, PETA does not book the hotels. What happens is, while we're on the road, we look for places that are a hundred dollars or less, and so we go. So about twenty four hours, so that no one really knows where we're going to be from one day to the next. And about twenty four hours before we're supposed to be sleeping, we get online. And we see if we can get a hotel. We don't know what the decorations are going to be like when we get here. It's not like we we're we're flying a little blind uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to booking a hotel. Yeah. yeah, Neil, all the way from Canada. Hey, Neil. Hey. So yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. It's been a funny old funny old month and a half. Well, how's me? Are you you're you're doing your acting uh, all the way all the way in? Jolly well, I'm s I was supposed to be going to Poland tomorrow at to six, Poland. well, yeah, four a.m. to shoot a movie as playing an Auschwitz prisoner. Um, but I got a, a call yesterday that there's going to be a bit of a storm hit in Poland, um, oh. snow and everything. So they've postponed it until Monday, which is like just really affected me. It's just like I was already in sight, ready to yeah. go, and then and then they've changed it around. So it's just a bit of a bit of a thingy but yeah i'm looking forward to that it's it's really sort of it's a very emotive story about 10 guys who were condemned to death in in uh in auschwitz birkenau's uh one of the cells in block 11 uh yeah. after death basically because one prisoner escaped it was before the extermination camps were in full flow it was like for political prisoners um mentally disabled gay people yeah. it was all those types of people um oh thank you boss man um and maximilian colby who is uh is now saint maximilian colby um took the place of one guy who who wasn't a permanent prisoner he was going to be released uh in the duration sometime and he mm. said look i've got a wife and kids i can't be condemned to death so this maximilian colby said who was a, a catholic priest he said right well i will take his place and the story is a claustrophobic story about 10 guys in a cell starving to death and how the wow and i'm playing i did get a lead role in this i was one of the prisoners but unfortunately it meant six weeks away from home and six weeks out of circulation in the british acting world which could have been very detrimental to me so they found another role which i play a prisoner who's on the outside and has interactions on the outside so i've got the best of both worlds i think so yeah i'm really looking forward to that I mean, I think they should make you a they should make you a capo, right? You should be one of the guards. I'm very much um, you got more of that got, scowl, you know. You got a great I'm a scowl. I'm a bully guy. I'm a bit of a bully in the camp. Yeah, uh, I'm a long term prisoner oh. and a bit of a bully. I think I'm a communist as well. Um, well. So um, yeah, but then I sort of come round and, and realize, and and the softer side of me comes out. So it's a great sort of uh, dual role of, of of my transition from hard faced um prisoner to to a compassionate man so i think it fits in with my vegan vegan ideals as well you know so it, it's nice and and the whole auschwitz thing as well is is a nice sort of sort of wink to to what we do to to animals in in the world it is, it is yeah. we, it's a mass murder i'm not comparing it to jews people i'm not comparing it to gays i'm not comparing <laughs> it to communists before Why you not? start I i'm comparing the act of taking many, many bodies and using them and abusing them. You're comparing the oppressors. You're comparing them. the oppressors. Um, of course, of course. Are, are you allowed to have beards in um, Auschwitz? Because you know no. today, today is National Beardless Day. 
Look yeah, well, well, beards are out anyway. Mustaches are in. Now, I've shaved my mustache off because for the simple reason they said that they want it, it to me to be stubbly because I don't think they allowed uh, beards and mustaches in Auschwitz. I think any identifying or unique features on people weren't allowed in that they wanted everybody to be cloned and take away their identities. Mm. So, yeah, so National Beard Day, amazing. National No Beard No day. Beard today. So it really is a nice ladies' day today. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it, it says Although I know 18... a few ladies with, with beautiful beards. Um, so No Beard Day is to see what you look like without your beard. So it's great because the idea is that you, you shave it today in preparation for No Shave November. And No Shave November, of course, is the month where we don't shave at all let it grow in order to raise awareness for men's health. And every year I try to raise awareness for men's health, especially in how it connects to eating animals and how it causes uh, the number one cause of death in men, which is a heart oh, failure. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you saying veganism is about health? What, what are you saying there? Oh, no, don't I'm be not. saying that. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, don't, don't, don't say that, Sky. <laughs> I'm don't not ever, saying that. Don't ever say that that an appropriately <laughs> planned vegan diet is actually good for health and, and which is a gateway in for many, many people who really don't give a shit about animals, but the only way we can get them in is to tell them the health benefits of it. Don't do that, mate. Well, I'm not exactly doing that, but I suppose I, could be, I could be accused of such. This is something I want to talk about, and I want to talk about my last video. Okay. Um, so you basically... Your, your, your rant video, your your your... You're it's stare hard. At the camera. You stare at the camera and say the movement is dead. I, I, well, I want to tell you the story behind that because it's had 1.6k views. <laughs> 1,600 views, mate. I do a story from outside a, a, a gas chamber and I get four or 500 views. I jump yeah. on here and do a rant and he gets 1.6 thousand views. It's like Maybe I should do more like that. But right, so this this is the this is the kicker on it, right? So I was watching uh, a TV documentary on Netflix about Tupac Shakur and about his mother, Afani Shakur, yeah, Afina Shakur, and how she was in the Miss, Black. I call her Mrs. Shakur. Mrs. Shakur, and she was in the Black Panthers, and yeah, she, was. Uh, she was fighting for for civil rights for black people and all this stuff, and it really sort of um, resonated with me about how we, you know, a, a lot of people um, say, you know. You, if you're vegan, you've got to be out there and you've got to be advocating for animals. But how many how many black people in America at that time who were totally against it because they were the victims of the oppression, but they, they didn't do anything about it? They didn't join the Black Panthers. They didn't join these movements. They just just were against it, but just like you know, sat there and, and didn't do anything about it. And it just got me thinking about about veganism and and it, it really got me sort of motivated just to speak from the heart because another thing that's happened to me is I've gone through a real period of depression over the over the last month. Um my my ADHD has really sort of smacked me down and uh it's not been God. I've been I, I had a problem with kidney stones, I'm being investigated for the kidney stones, and my brain's been telling me that it's cancer and I had to go for a CT scan last week. I'll get the results next week. So I've, I really got myself in a dark down place and that video cut came off the back of everything, you know, and I thought, fuck it. I'm not going to hide my, my neurodiversity anymore. I'm just going to speak my mind. I'm not going to watch what I say. I'm not going to mask. I'm not going to say things to please people like I've done all my life. And I felt I've had to all my life, even in front of family. 
I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I feel con- I feel conveyed to be a, a people pleaser but and I shouldn't seems- be, I should be myself and the odd things that I do, I should, I should just celebrate them. And so I went on there and I just spoke my mind and I didn't edit it. I didn't cut anything. The only yeah. thing I did cut were pauses, long pauses when I was going, saying all sorts of things. I've gone through the comments and a lot of the comments it's, I find it hard to express myself properly and and a lot of people sort of you have to look around what I'm saying and, and look deeply in what, what I'm saying and and think, well, this guy's been advocating for animals for six, seven years now. Um, why would he say this? Why would he say that? Maybe he doesn't really mean that. But a lot of people are incapable of doing that. Everybody's aware of my ADHD. Everybody's aware that I fight for the animals. Everyone knows I'm a strong voice and, and yes. I don't take no shit and I wouldn't accept people going vegan for health. Um and the comments I've got, some of them, like when I talk about gatekeeping, it's amazing mm. how many people assume it's about them. You know, people have come on the comments and they've said, uh, oh, yeah, you, you said you've told them to fuck off and, and those are my friends. I'm like, how can they be your friends? You well, yeah, I mean, you, if you had, um, if I had a nickel for every time where I've said something and someone's like, you called me out while you were on your stream. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. Dude, you were not the one on my mind. You were not I'm, the person I was talking about. I mean, just shut, shut your ears for a minute. I mean, even Roger Yates has put a comment on there and he's, he's I'm not even directed at him. It's not even directed at him. The gatekeepers I'm talking about are the ones on Facebook and other social medias who are very much anonymous keyboard warriors who when somebody comes on and says, yeah, I'm, 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 I've found out that the vegan diet, I've lost loads of weight on the vegan diet. And then they come on and say, yeah, fucking the veganism isn't a diet. You are not for the animals. It's a philosophy. It's protect the animals. It's anti-oppression. It's anti this. It's anti that. It's like, whoa, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. This person, right, yeah. has boycotted an industry that is responsible for for the oppression and murder of billions and billions of animals. Okay. Okay. They might've got the wrong end of the stick now and they're going down a road that they perceive is the right one. And they're not aware of, of, of everything behind that, but let them get comfortable in that room now. And then we we can, we don't hit them straight away with this. Well, you know that I'm mostly with you. Right. And then, and well, I'm, I'm all the way with you. I just, with the caveat that I do reserve the right to kind of criticize those who are kind of, I would say vegan influencers or those vegan people with following, you know, like if you've got say 19,000 subscribers and you're saying something that I think is, um, antithetical to the movement, I think we should be scrutinizing each other. But if you're just some new vegan who comes out and is like hey i lost a bunch of weight i'm like hey good on you like i don't know it seems weird that i feel like if you've if if you have a ton of subscribers and you've been vegan for a long time and you're saying shit that i think is really against um kind of the the ethos of veganism then you should be called out but if you're just some new vegan who's like hey i'm just exploring this like you like you kind of described just now like someone who's maybe is got the wrong end of the stick as you put it then support them you know like where's the support for new vegans i mean i mean i am in no way supporting anybody who 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 shouts out and says veganism is great diet uh veganism is really a great great uh stance on the on the environmental issues yeah i'm in no way saying yeah that's fine for them to say that and i'm not saying mm. do not pull them to one side what i'm saying is is that people need to get exposed to veganism who wouldn't normally 
Now, I've said this a million times before, is I live in a town where people really don't give a shit about animals. A lot of people don't give a shit about the animals. You know, well, We live in a world. We live in a world that's like that, right? Yeah, of course. And, and I came into this movement via Vegan for Health, right? Yeah. What I thought, and I've always said this, this is the way I got in. Now, you saying me, telling me that if I'd have gone vegan for health and been absolutely hammered with people giving me a load of shit and saying this and saying that, I may have pulled away from it. I may not have bothered. I may have thought, whoa, what's this? This is a bit of a toxic fucking yeah. community that I'm in. I don't want any part of this. I'll just go vegetarian or something, or I'll just eat, eat a balanced diet. But I didn't, you know? Um, it, does def- it does definitely keep people from activism. And I want to take something back. I mean... I think that most people do care about animals. They just don't. There's billions of dollars being spent keeping them from seeing the truth of what they're doing. Right? If you eat, if you eat a an, a, a cow that's been hammered into the size of a, po- a hockey puck and it's been delivered between two slices of bread, uh, you don't realize what you've done. You don't realize all the t- pain, torture, rape that you've funded. And so it's a little bit. Um, it's funny because I've been in these conversations yesterday on on. University of Madison and people will be like, well, everyone disagrees with you. And I'm like, I don't think so. If you saw me stabbing a pig in the street, you'd be really upset if, but once you put it behind a slaughterhouse door and you hammer that pig into a tiny banana sized mm. piece and you put that between a bun, then all of a sudden it's okay. And it's because you're a couple steps removed. You've been, it's been hidden from you. You haven't seen the gas chambers, but when I start telling you about the gas chambers, all of a sudden you balk that means that you give a shit. Most people do care about animals. It's just that billions of dollars are being spent to keep them from... To, to well, keep them well from when I say them. they don't care about animals, I mean, there's, the, people love the dogs yeah. in, in the UK and all this stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they love um, the yeah, they love the dogs. And what, but what I'm saying is people don't really care to, to know what's going on. They don't right, care. Yeah, yeah. And, and to get those people to look at veganism is... is this is the... the the stopgap that I'm I'm trying to sort of get over is is like I said before I'm not I'm not saying that we don't we don't give people and tell people what veganism and its philosophy and what it's really about and we we I'm not saying we don't do that what I'm saying is is that sometimes we've got to find ways of get people exposed to 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 veganism and if it means mentioning a diet mentioning envir- the environmental benefits. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we can bring them in that way, but then yeah, we, we hit them with the with the animal rights message. Of course we do. I'm, I'm yeah. never saying we, we, we don't do that, but the, the problem we've got in in societies, and we all live in in societies where there's there's people who who have no no idea about veganism and have no care to look at it. You know, mm-hmm. um, people won't even look at a healthy diet until something goes really wrong with the bodies you know um people won't even consider giving up smoking until they get that little gypsy warning that something might be wrong with the lungs or <laughs> you know it, yeah it's, it's called a gyp we call it's a saying in the uk it's a gypsy warning it's like so when you, you know when you, blood. When, you, when you yeah something like that yeah it's just when you cough up blood you're like maybe i should quit smoking eh, cigarettes maybe not for me <laughs> yeah yeah so so yeah i mean interpret the video how you want um oh turning ve- veganese is oh shit here we go again <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like well, the- uh, yeah turning veganese i understand your 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 um your frustration and um 
believe me. It, it, I'm not trying to put a, a, an alternative message out there about vegan. I like your, I like your, I like your uh, rant. I thought it was great because I, because I thought like, oh shit, is he talking about me? Just joking. Everyone else thought you were talking about me. Omnipotent is the is the word of the day. It's describing someone or someone has something completely unlimited power. That's like you. You have the unlimited power. Well, hold on a minute. I mean. Um, I could have been referencing you in that rant as well because um, I think, oh, no. uh, yeah, um, lifting vegan logic. You've got a little bit of a bit of a problem with yeah. him, and I don't see see what your problem is is with lifting vegan logic. What's what's your problem with that guy? Do you want to? We, we can sweep past it if you want, or we don't. I mean, uh, if you'd it. like me to go over it, I mean, I think that I think that lifting vegan logic spends a lot of time um, telling people why it's okay to use animals under certain circumstances, and I don't think that that's a. Uh, anybody with the word vegan in their name with twenty thousand subscribers should be saying shit like that. Either either you're for using animals or you're against it. Stop using. Stop trying to figure out ways to. Uh, well, what to, ways to, has, he, has he been advocating to use animals? In what way? Uh, backyard hens, used chickens, buying used chickens, buying, you know, backyard eggs, finding eggs. If you find them, it's okay. Finding feathers. If you find a feather, it's okay. I, I can't remember what he said about bivalves, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him that he's, oh, it's okay to eat a bivalve. I mean, he's just like, he's just another one of these, um, lily livered, uh, welfareists that bother me because, I'm sick of I'm sick and tired of dealing with like, for example, you know that I'm involved in like the anti feather campaigns when it comes to Jim Henson company, you know, 100% of the people I've talked to about it think that those feathers are just found that they're just like, oh, the feathers fall off of animals and we pick them up and we use them to make puppets. It's simply not the case as soon as you as soon as you assign a dollar sign to any, any part of an animal, then you have you've created exploitation you've 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 let us down the road of iniquity and it's 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 frustrating to have someone like him spend so much time on oh well it's it's only logical that it's okay to there's no rights violation and it's just simply that's not what veganism is it's not just well no rights violation perfectly okay she was asleep while it was happening and it's simply um to me yeah, it's 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 very frustrating to have someone in the in the vegan world really promoting that type of language, really promoting. That. Sorry, it's not too loud. Your background noise. Don't worry, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, my views on on. I mean, I've spoke about roadkill, and I've always put a caveat on the end of roadkill. I mean, if if it's a, a free animal that that's died naturally or been run over, um, I can't so, see anything morally wrong as to use that animal as food, but. In uh, the caveat is, if you found a human at the side of the road that dead, you would be happy enough to eat the human remains as well, uh, and you would have to be pretty desperate and um, in in desperate need of food before you die to okay. to actually eat roadkill or a and dead I get human. That. So if, I get that, but if and, and if if we're all existing in a vacuum, I think those conversations are kind of fun to have. But the truth is, I lived in a state where people were literally outside of hunting season running down deer because you could kill them with your car legally and then strip them of their of their backs and this and this is exactly what i mean it is like people talk about backyard eggs and they say there's nothing yes. wrong there's nothing wrong with with getting rescue hens 
they leave the eggs there. You leave them for a few days. If the hen doesn't touch them, you can pick them up and you can eat them. But what happens is, is this slippery, slimy road is where, you know, you get more and more. And before you know it, you've got like two dozen more than you need. And then a neighbor comes up and says, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll mow your lawn for for, tw- for those 12 eggs. It always, and then, oh, it always you've made an interaction. Yeah, of course it is. And it always it has. And people will be like, well, that's a slippery slope. It's not. That's the fallacy fallacy. There, Don't forget there's something called a fallacy fallacy that just because you perceive a fallacy doesn't mean it is one. And a slippery slope is, it is not because historically every single time we use someone else, it leads to – exploitation at a larger scale and i don't care if you're making dream catchers or putting the feather in your hat when you use an animal it leads to that and you know it's funny because uh vinam winian just put out like uh not immoral but not vegan you, you could make a case that it's not immoral but it's not vegan veganism is not using animals it's not it's not hard to not use animals as a statement as a political movement to say we are not going to contribute to that and that's it. And if, if you want to call yourself lifting logic, lifting logic, that's what he should change his name to. And it, this is why I get frustrated, you see, because I, I'm sick of quote unquote vegans spending countless hours trying to figure out why it's okay to use an animal rather than the opposite, explaining why it's not okay to use an animal. That's what veganism is. It's the opposite of what he's doing. And sometimes utilitarians don't eat animals like Peter Singer. But that doesn't make him vegan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I mean this this gatekeeping of veganism. I'm gonna I'm gonna just specify what I meant by that was was ex- exactly what I said before. It's it's the it's the gang mentality of jumping on somebody who's misinformed about veganism, and instead of of having a polite conversation with them and saying, you know. That is fucking great that you've stopped eating animals and it's not in your diet anymore. Yeah. But could you just look at this? You know, look at your your choices of, of detergents and cleaning products. Could you look at maybe what you wear? You know, mm-hmm. and it's not being an apologetic vegan. It, it, it's it's just trying to guide people into the right direction. Yeah. You know, and uh, well, that's exactly yeah. what I mean. It's there's like, a time I, and a place. You've got to read the room. Well, I guess that's what I mean, though, Adana. It's like guiding people in the right direction is exactly where I expect people like him. Like, I remember when I had the conversation with him on his live stream, and I'm like, dude, I'm kind of disappointed. And he makes a big joke about it because I hold him and others like him to a different standard than I do what you just described. Like a person who's like, hey, I, I want to stop eating animals. I'm like, cool. Let's I'm not going to I'm not going to rake that person and try to tell them, well, you better look. I would never do that. But someone who is online making claims about something that I care about, he's a claims maker and he's making claims that I think are 100 percent against uh, what veganism is. And that's a different thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, just to just to clarify to the audience, um, anybody streaming on Sky's channel, you won't see anybody who's on my channel. You won't see anybody who's who's putting comments on Sky's channel. Yeah, Dave, Uh, that's 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 why I'm seeing different comments. I'm seeing all comments. You're only seeing comments on my channel. Yeah, it depends on what channel you're on. I can see all the comments. You can see all the comments, but they can only see their yeah. But it's, it, but like I said, Sky, it's, it's had an amazing response. And another thing we should we should do uh, as as influencers and and to use our channels is to promote people to talk. You know, 
Yeah. I mean, I've all, I've always done it. I've always just knee-jerk reacted to to stuff because of the way my brain's wired. I'll just come out there and I'll say blah 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 blah, and then mm-hmm. I'll get corrected, and then I'll go, okay, so I was wrong about that. But I won't change anything, you know. It's just an evolution of, of the way I'm thinking. Um, I'm not a great philosopher. Someone said, uh, "Wasn't you shitting on consequential consequentialist uh, mm-hmm. in, a, in another video?" And I'm like. Don't, I don't see things like that. I see things as black and white, unfortunately. I, 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 I'm not a philosopher. I don't know big words. I don't subscribe to it all, right? I see what's wrong, and I try and put it right. That's all I do. I tell people, you know, what's wrong, what's right, what I see as wrong and right. I don't want to go down this philosophical route because I haven't got the logical sort of um, attention span to, to do all this this lovely lovely chatting away that people do you know I'm yeah. I'm, I'm an action guy not a not a talking guy um, this is why you don't see many sort of rants like like I've got on but I think we should promote talking and we shouldn't sit on the fence and we should put, uh, push ideas out there whether they're wrong or they're right um, so sometimes yeah it, it, we shouldn't feel like we've got to be exactly on point and correct every time we should put things out there. And that's what I did with that. I knew people had misconstrued what I was talking about. I knew people had read into it, their own sort of ideas and, and use it. But the, but the majority of the comments has been very, very positive. I mean, everyone's positive when it comes to you. You always get the everyone's positivity. Oh, like believe me, no, I get, I get, I get some horrible, horrible people um, just eat me and all this stuff. You know, I get some horrible comments, and it does, it does get to me. But that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. I mean, I've only mentioned one guy there, um, and it was Andy, mm-hmm. uh, who came into the movement. He started doing some videos. Uh, he did amazing stuff. He talked about the history of veganism. Andy Atkinson. But, he started he, talking about history of veganism when he was with uh, Roger. Yeah, and he, he was doing a great job. He was doing a smashing job. But he, what happened was he, he just saw the futility of what he was doing. He was just mm-hmm. he, he he was trying to to get things across. But what he's not understanding is is people. He, he, people will not subscribe to that straight away. It's too deep. You know, mm-hmm. it's correct. Absolutely correct, but it's too deep for people. We're talking about normal people, happy yeah. people who are happy in their lives, right? They're happy doing what they're doing. They're horrible, murderous, scandalous things that they do in their lives, but they see well, it as normality. And it, and happy, right? We, we, we've got to be pragmatic about it, right? People in their eyes are doing something legal, normal, mm-hmm. every day. They're just eating food. They're just wearing clothes, whether it be leather or feather stuffed quilts or down or whatever. They're, they're using products. They, you know, they're not worried. They're just doing a normal thing. They, they don't see it. And we've got to accept that, that people see it as normality. And another thing we've got to accept is people live in societies and people can live in small village areas where yeah. they, they are the loners, and especially for young people, it's very hard for young people who are trying to make the way and trying to find the tribes to to make themselves an yeah. outsider. You know, we've got a lot of dynamics to think about when when we're asking people to subscribe to the philosopher. Yeah, and I talked to a kid yesterday, you um, Madison, that said that he'd been vegan since he was like fourteen years old and thought that he was the only one until he went to college and his freshman year of college, COVID was here, you know? So now he's a, 
a junior and he's like i never met anybody until i came to you know he never met another vegan and it's kind of fascinating to me that he was a, he, he grew up on the outskirts of chicago and just didn't know any other vegans and a lot of people are in that situation absolutely i think with with andy is that he may he's making stuff that seems geared towards vegans but he's expecting non-vegans to watch it and it's like nobody no one cares um outside of us who the it's, hell it's gonna be exceptional for, yeah. for to get non-vegans to watch it such as seaspiracy or cowspiracy or what the health are you know these what that draw you in with it with an amazing story with an amazing production team with amazing mm. locations and mm-hmm. that's the only way you're going to get non-vegans to watch anything like that and and also you know it, it's it's like the thing with 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 a friend of mine Laura she, you know somebody asked the question on Facebook what made you go vegan and she put Joey uh, Joey Carbstrong and Earthland Ed. Mm-hmm. And Andy, Andy jumped on her with that, saying you shouldn't be sort of putting these people on a pedestal, this and that, and, you, you know. And it's like, well, hold on a minute, you know. If somebody explains something to you on this big platform, when you put mm-hmm. a Google search in about veganism, animal rights, or whatever, and the first video that pops up is Joey Carbstrong because he's got such a massive following, or mm-hmm. really Ned, because they've got massive followings and they make it a full-time career. What yeah. is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? You know, it could be the opposite. You could you could get anti-vegan channels, well, right? right exactly, moment, as opposed to to vegan channels. And I get that you'd want to um, criticize and scrutinize our kind of you know the Earthling Eds of the world because they're they're they they are big. They are kind of um, icons in our movement, whether or not wh- whether or not you like it, they are. So, I mean, to scrutinize them, I think, is fair play. But um, I don't think that's gatekeeping. I think gatekeeping is keeping um, new vegans from coming. No, in. I'm, I'm not you saying that's I mean? gatekeeping. What I'm saying is that that pe- people are, are saying that sh- they sh- people shouldn't make a living out of veganism. But it, it, it isn't making a living, is it? It's being, It's like a charity. It's being funded to, to do it full time, which is, I mean, I struggle to make one video a week. In fact, I haven't made videos for quite a while now. Yeah. And, um, it's, well, it's not through through the lack of not being able to. It's through the lack of not being able to think. I've always found this so. I've always found that position so funny about like, oh, they don't like them because they make money or whatever. But like, um, Roger was a professor and he made money talking. He made money talking and Gary Francione is a professor and makes money at Rutgers talking. If you're saying that our movement has to be, uh, we're all, we're all going to be taking vows of, of, of poverty, like the Catholics and living in black. Why don't we all just put black robes and abstain from sex as well? Because that's what we're talking about at that point. Like, no, you have to be pure and nothing. I live in America. I'd like to be a full-time activist. I'm traveling America working very hard right now and I'm pulling I'm pulling a paycheck because of it. I'm getting paid for my time. That's how you do it. I don't know like no you can only do it in your free time and only on Sundays. What the fuck are you talking about? The people who who criticize Joey and Ed because they have a Patreon or whatever the hell it's just ludicrous to me. It's it's completely out of touch with the real world and I think it hurts our movement. You know, and you've got to think about these things, right? I mean, you've got to have cameras. You know, you still use having right. a crappy little little 
£150 camera. Um, oh, to the contrary, we should all be getting paid just for being vegan. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you something. As You've got something there turning veganese. I think all vegans now should, should not have to contribute taxes towards um, the farmers' subsidies, animal farmers' subsidies, and we should have less contribution to the National Health Service in the UK because... Uh, yeah. I ain't going into the into the national health system through heart disease, stroke, cancer, or anything like that. Touchwood, um, it, it's you know. So well, in so, a, in yeah, a, if, we, we had, if we had personal cap and trade carbon footprints, then we would all be paid for it because every corporation would be buying our surplus carbon carbon emission abilities. Um, I don't want to get too into the whole Roger versus the world thing, but I am one of the people who have faced Roger's ire. Anybody who says anything that he doesn't agree with is persona non grata. And I think that's, I think that's dangerous. Just I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you why Dave, Dave, I'll tell you why, um, um, Roger's changed his attitude is because Joey started talking about rights, violations and depression. Uh, which he never used to do before. So this guy has evolved. Joe has evolved, <laughs> you know? So yeah. like we all do, we, we we learn as we go along. And this is what I mean. Hitting, this is exactly what I mean about the gatekeeping. We, you can't hit people with this deeper philosophical view straight away because it's just mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing to me three years ago, and I've been vegan for four years, mm -hmm. you know? It's only recently that I've got around to what a rights violation is and... Some people aren't the same. Some people don't see things the same as other people. Some people don't get it. Yeah. It's took me all this time to get it, Sky, you know? I completely agree with you. And there's things that I am evolving on. And you, you're you one of the reasons why I've evolved one of my positions. And I think that's why we're friends is because, you know, early on when I started this, my, my position was oh if you're if you're here for health reasons you're not real um, vegan I felt that way for a long time then I started meeting people like you people like Lauren um, uh, vegan yoga mama and they're like yeah well we started out that way Sky but that's how we were exposed to the ethics and I was like oh I'm an asshole I need to re I need to re-examine my position on that you know and if you're not evolving you're dying I'm sorry you've got to be adapting to the situation and as far as I can tell by the way. Um, there's not a bunch of people getting rich off of veganism. Ingrid Newkirk, who's the head of the largest animal rights organization in the world, pulls $35,000 a year on paycheck. That's all. She's one of the lowest paid CEOs in all of nonprofit work. 35000 And we're talking about a massive organization. So I, don't, I think <laughs> that most people are in, are in it for the right reason. Right, put Dave's Dave's last comment up. Right, yeah. I am now a sentientist, negative utilitarian threshold deontologist. <laughs> right, all I see right is blah 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 yeah. blah 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 blah. You know, it's just like I, I know what you're saying, Dave. It, it's like it's like it's just simple. Stop oppressing animals. Stop buying into the industry. And yeah, yeah and another thing I want to talk about is people just being vegan. Right, mm -hmm. that's another thing I've changed my, my attitude on. Now, I, I'm, what we're trying to do is get people to go vegan, yeah. right? Once they are vegan, and I mean the full sense of the word, that they understand the animal rights side of it, they understand that it, 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 it's cosmetics, it, it's, um, it's food, it's clothing, it's entertainment, the full package. The, now you tell them, now you need to go out there and start doing something about it. No, 
I don't agree with that. I think they should, but if they don't, I'm quite happy because all I want is people to stop contributing towards this industry, full stop, and see it as it is. And that's it. That's yeah. all I want them to do. So whether they want to get out and be active, I don't really care. Well, you know? I care. I mean, okay, so can I can I add a little bit to that? Because I kind of agree. I think that, I mean, at the, at its core, veganism is a boycott movement, right? I think I think everyone kind of agrees about that. It's a boycott. You boycott an industry, a massive industry that we think is causing an incredible amount of damage to, to humans, animals, the planet, everything. But I still would like more of us to be active. How do I get more to be active? Not by denigrating those who are just... You know what I mean? I'd like to get people off their couches, but, yes, but like, but, but, but like George Martin, George Martin said that funny thing that I think was more for humor than it's for humorous effect, right? That, uh, he's that a vegan is just a, as good as a dead carnivore. And I think in, unless he's an activist, I think that's kind of, um, you know, it's funny, but I think it's detrimental and I think it hurts because people, I would love to get everybody, everybody active. But you see, the thing is, the, the thing I found with that is, is, is that you, you inadvertently become a vegan activist anyway. You know, my statement that I don't, I, all I want to do is get people to go vegan is correct, right? I just yeah. want people to go vegan. True. Whether yeah, they're yeah, active yeah. or not, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. But what I found is that nobody who is totally vegan and gets it totally um, after time. They, they don't stop about it. They will speak up about it in one way or another. So True. they will become active. Whether they get a YouTube channel and start going to We The Free or or Save Movements or whatever, yeah. you know, that's that's the next step. But I think people will naturally... I, I, I hope so. I hope you're right. And I, and I, and I think... I, I think through, I am right. I think you might be. I think that though through people like you and me, they might get active. Like you do your thing at the slaughterhouses. I'm going, I do any action that I possibly can. Um, I'm going across the country and doing activism and outreach. I feel like if they see people like us doing it, they realize that it's not the scary thing. They can do something. They can, they can get up, ring a bell, blow a whistle. I mean, when I just did a, um, a fur, a fur protest in Chicago for, against Max Mara, and then we did another one the same within min minutes of each other at um, Louis Vuitton. And Louis Vuitton, it started raining, and so we're standing out there in the Chicago wind and rain. And the megaphones, they they're afraid they're going to break, so they cover them in plastic, and we're not going to use the megaphones. And so they just gave everybody whistles and cowbells, and there was someone with a recorder, like a like the musical instrument recorder, and people just we just started making a bunch of noise. Anybody can do that, or where some people they, they weren't even comfortable doing the, um, the the whistle, so they just gave them a sign to hang around their neck, and that's all you have to do is stand there with a sign around mm -hmm. your neck, and it's so it's so easy to make a difference. It's so easy to get out there and get active. And I want, I definitely want that to be part of the message, but I, but not at the, but not at the cost. And this is where I agree with you. Not at the cost of saying like, well, fuck everybody who's not, you know what I mean? That's not how I yeah. feel. Yeah, I exactly. I, th I think you, know, you put it more eloquently than, than, than I, I've put it, you know, uh, definitely. But I mean, even people like vegan postmortem, I've never seen vegan postmortem. I've never seen, seen the face ever, yeah, they have a, they have uh, but, a, but they are very, YouTube. very active mm -hmm. on YouTube mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they're amazing. Absolutely amazing. So yeah, I think they're great and that can be done quite easily. You know, you don't have to show your face. You can be an anonymous voice yeah. or the voiceless, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I think that that's the message that I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all I mean. I mean, I, I agree 
but I also want people to be more active. You know what I mean? And, and let me tell you, though, Dan, it's been so inspiring going from campuses and seeing some of these student groups that they've got going on. It is truly an inspiration. And I'm having so many interesting conversations with people where, um, you know, you know, Ed does his college, his college outreach and uh, where he sits at the table. Everyone knows Ed's style, right? He sits out at the table and he has an argument with somebody. And I guess like my arguments have been I feel so much more productive than his. And I, maybe it's because we're not sitting down at a table. And sometimes it's me versus four or five people. Like yesterday, it was me versus four or five people. And I had such a productive conversation. And it got heated, man, because sometimes these Christians get really, really heated about their, um, about their, about their God. And um, man, I'm, I'm so jazzed about it. And th that young people are at least thinking about shit, you know? Yeah, I think we're in an era now. Of uh, we've we've got. Have you heard of Big Brother? Do you, do you have you ever heard of the oh, TV I remember, show I remember Big when Brother? It started. I was I was well, living in Europe when it started. Yeah, it's well, it, big it, in England, it's, right? It's come back on. It come back on after a ten year break. It's actually oh, back really? on their TV screens now. It's been and, ten years. Wasn't that one of the Tates on that show? Wasn't like uh, yeah, yeah, many many moons ago. And uh, the main one, yeah, and is it Andrew or yeah, main yeah, Andrew Tate was on it. Um, yeah, the douchebag. But, but again, it's—I've lost my point now. But um, but I think it, yeah, it's just watching the psychology of people and and how how they interact and what I've seen of these young people. That's our oh, family point again now. The, yeah. What I found it is that these young people are more aware now of of how things are. They're more open to to looking at things in a different way. You know. Um, I think also they've they once they gave us once they gave us cameras right name the Tate <laughs> name the Tate yeah once they gave us cameras I think that that is when veganism started really taking off because like I was vegan before everyone had a camera attached to their hip and now now you can see the brutality the the chances of you running into some of the things that we've seen online are quite high. And the more people who start seeing that stuff, and seeing the the or, or just seeing someone like and um like um Wayne Shung talk about it because I find him very convincing. When Wayne Shung starts talking about what's going on, I think that people will that are reacting, you know, and yeah. thinking about this shit. What's that comment there from from my channel? One vegan hater, freak shows. Oh, freak shows. Oh, listen, one vegan hater. Well, uh, we can send you, you a link if you'd got... like to you'd like to come on and show us how unfreaky you are. You always have. You always have. I don't think this person. I don't think. I don't think vegan hater would ever show his face. He's too much of a coward. No. But like, he's always got. You always have the trolls. Why don't you just block them? Make sure you take them ADHD meds on a regular schedule. Society thanks you. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. I don't know whether you're a troll or whether you're. He's a troll. Yeah, I've seen this guy before. He's um. He's, he's ableist, he's racist, and he's uh, just a regular horrible person. So, yeah. I mean... Oh, listen, listen, vegan hater, I'm sorry that you sat in your mum's cellar and, like, you, you're nearly 50 years old and, and like, you're, all, you're, you're clinically obese and you sat in your own shitty underpants and you have to call your mum to come and wipe your butt. <laughs> so, anyway, put user, ban user, they banned. Yeah, ban you know, them. So, so yeah. Apart from the idiots, you know. Yeah. I live as an activist. I don't even think about it, but I've had family tell me about it. After a while, it becomes natural. Yeah, it does. It does. And and can I ask you, Vain Moynan, Um, Do you you don't 
go in now all guns blazing. I assume that you've found a way to talk to people that keeps them interested. Because I think talking to people and, and being interesting is key rather than talk at them. And um, you got to wear like, both hats, though. I mean, like I had someone come in. So I had someone come yesterday, one of the first people I talked to, and they're like, oh, how how convenient. Like the, the, immediately that's how they started talking. It's like, oh, yeah, I love your alien theme. Oh, how convenient. Aren't you the ones who fucking kill fucking animals? And that's like immediately because they're talking about euthanasia. And I'm like, which animals do you think you're talking about? What do you think? Why do you think the number is so high when it comes to all the animals who are being euthanized? Why do you think that happens? And it's just like just completely biased before they even get there. Mm. And so with that person, I had to be a little rougher with than those who come at me a little bit differently. You know what I mean? You got to have work. Yeah. You got to work. Sometimes I'm also holding a megaphone. So Benny Martin says it depends on the person. There you go. Yeah. Exactly yeah. what I mean. It depends on the person. Situational awareness, I guess, is what we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said in, in my video, I said, you know, you can lie, cheat, and steal to get them in the, in the room. Uh, somebody said, oh, no, I wouldn't lie to them. I don't mean literally lie to them. I don't say, yeah, go, go to a vegan diet and you can instantly jump over two-story buildings and fly unless there's crypto. No, but I don't say anything it, like that, but, but you can say... Yeah, exactly. You can say, yeah, definitely. You, I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, you'd be sat with someone and they're saying, oh, I've got erectile dysfunction and say, well, maybe that's because of your eating dietary cholesterol and one of the smallest arteries in your body are in your penis and the small of your back. Hence why people get, get uh, lower back pain and get erectile dysfunction. And it's a precursor for heart disease and, and stroke and heart attack. Uh, Maybe if you go to a, a vegan diet, and now I don't mind saying vegan diet. Someone said uh, plant-based, you know. I don't mind saying vegan. That's another thing that I've changed as well. I don't mind saying vegan diet because I want that vegan word in there because I don't want them Googling plant-based diet. I don't want them to say, yeah, I've got erectile dysfunction. I'm going to go on a plant-based diet. I'm going to start Googling plant-based diets. No, I want them to Google vegan diets because once they could Google vegan diets, then they get exposed to all the vegan and they'll have some propaganda. Hey, you have know, you ever uh, did, when did when you were a kid? Did you watch uh, Gilligan's Island? No, I didn't. Oh. I've heard of it. I've, uh, the name rings a bell, but I, I can't recall ever watching it, so it can't have been that good. <laughs> it was brilliant. You know, three people, you know, a bunch of people were stranded on an island. And they all had to go vegan because they had they basically lived on coconuts. And they made everything off of the island. They didn't, I never saw them eat an animal on that show. And so I just think that, you know, if if they could do it on the desert island, I think all of us can. I mean, I did watch Bear Grylls, the island, and I did apply for that once and got second first reserve on that as a vegan. Um, somebody yeah. did, uh, because they were vegan, survive completely throughout the process on uh, coconut, even though it does sort of, does it bung you up or something? Well, I think it bungs you out, doesn't it? I think that it makes you poop a bit. But um... No one no one becomes non-pedophile for health or the <laughs> environment. <laughs> um, well, I did want to talk about that. It's Lee Harvey Oswald's birthday today. Um, he was a former soldier and assassin. Do you guys think that Lee Harvey Oswald was the one who did it. Most people do. He was shot by Jack Ruby live on TV. There he is. Uh, today's his birthday. Oswald assassinated uh, John F. Kennedy in 1963 in November 20th. Well, allegedly, didn't he? Allegedly, was it him? Yeah, people say it was him. I think it was him. Pierre Trudeau's birthday today, man. 
Who's is he the French? Is he the? Yeah. Is he? he why do I know that Trudion? Oh yes. He's Justin Canada. Trudeau's. Uh, Justin Trudeau's father, I think. Oh yeah, Canada, the the, la the land of the let's bury our heads in the sand and and prosecute people for exposing extreme cruelty in sentient beings like uh, farms, etc. They're very big into ag gag laws. Did you see yesterday that the um that the fight that PETA had was finally um that they they that the ag gag the people who were pro ag gag the farmers of america they took that case to the supreme court and now that PETA, um they decided in PETA's favor the, the supreme court did so which means what um decision PETA that um that it will be less ag supreme court leaving the fourth circus decision intact hold on one second give me a moment give me a moment Fourth decision intact. PETA's undercover investigative work is now confirmed to be protected by the First Amendment and supports much needed accountability across agricultural industry in North Carolina. So the way so many states passed ag gag laws. Okay. I didn't know that happened in the US as well. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Uh, Texas is a big problem. South Carolina, mostly in the South. Bye, uh, kind of vegan. Thank you for, for stopping by. Enjoy work. So North North Carolina appealed in a dispute with the animal rights group over a law that prevents undercover employees from taking documents or recording videos, basically saying that whistleblowers aren't allowed in to work for um, agriculture. And so wow. Supreme Court defended it as part of as part of uh, First Amendment, which I think is huge. And so they've said we're not going to hear it. The, the court stands. I think that's great because. I have so little faith in the Supreme Court right now, but it seems First Amendment still reigns supreme. And even though it hurts us sometimes, uh, First Amendment for the win. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. that, this is something I'm really jealous of. I mean, we've got some very similar common law in the UK, but mm -hmm. your First Amendment laws, especially on free speech, you know, I mean, we we can we can swear at the police and all that stuff. But if anybody's walking by, we, we, we can we can be prosecuted for causing the harassment, alarm and distress. So Section 5 public order and all this stuff. So uh, we haven't got really got free speech. We can't go around like saying what 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 we want and everything i mean i suppose there's lines you know if you the if lines are blurry in america though and uh, with, with yeah the very much so. with the first amendment because it's a protected right and not since since we have the uh the constitution and the first amendment is just freedom of speech mostly and, and separation of church and state basically so we have the number one rule is that you're allowed to say whatever the hell you want. That hurts us sometimes because that means that the KKK can march. That means that you can say offensive things on the stage if you're a comedian or whatever. That I mean, that means all sorts of things that are sometimes really dangerous. For example, the First Amendment uh, defends a corporation's right to give money to a politician because a corporation is a person and so they have freedom of speech so it's fucked up that we have yeah but i mean sometimes it hurts us but i like it let's have a look what does dave say can i ask you and sky and gvg what you think of using the word sentious sentientist more and vegan less um um I've not really thought about it, Dave. I mean, I do understand sentientist. I do understand what you mean by that. And but again, it, it, 
we, we, we need to, I mean, we talk about diluting the vegan message. I don't think the vegan message is being diluted. I just think it just needs to be more strongly sort of described to people, you know, like I said, you know, we, we, we can allow people to get into the environment of, and hear the word vegan and, and think about, you know, Oh, I'm on a vegan diet, but then we've got to say, right. Okay. So this is what veganism is. Yeah. Uh, take a look at dominion, take a look at this. This is what's happening. You, you know, you need to stop this oppression. Look at horse racing, look at dog racing, look at the leather industry, the fur industry. And yeah, we need to sort of drip feed it to people. But I think, um, yeah, we need I mean, to be careful now about sort I like of my word adding vegan. more, more I, fought, I like the word vegan. I fought a long time uh, to get veganism as a thing that people aren't afraid of. I fought a long time to get it to be a word that people know about. And sentientist is fine i guess but then you're talking about well are are bivalves sentient and i don't think that sentient um sentience is the end-all be-all i also don't want to cut down trees for no reason if you don't have to you shouldn't do it um we had to survive so we got to kill somebody who i think or something so i guess we'll have to kill some plants to eat but i don't think we should just um but we spend so much time arguing about the meaning of the word. I don't think we actually do spend much time arguing about the meaning of the word. I think when you're you are vegan and you are watching all these streams and everything, you may seem it talked about a lot in in the vegan vegan echo chamber. Yeah, and you will see the same arguments going round and round. But in reality, this is what I mean about in real life. We've got to start thinking about real life. It's all right as all chatting here in these little little echo chambers to each other about things. And we can argue points like, do we kill predators? Do we do this? Mm. Is vegan is the vegan meaning being diluted and all this stuff? But we've got to look in the real world, you know? There's totally. real people out there uh, who've never been exposed to veganism, who've never thought about veganism, who yeah. wouldn't even go vegan for the animals because they don't really in the minds want to, to think about that, but they would look at veganism if it meant that they could get rid of type two diabetes or whatever, get them in there. Get and them every, every movement it. has that too. Like I, I, people talking, talking about civil rights during civil rights movement would say, well, what is a civil right? Which civil rights are we fighting for? Is, are we fighting for the right civil rights? I mean, and they would have those conversations just like I'm, we are. I mean, we, we, we canceled slavery. We got rid of slavery, but, what did that do? It just let loose lots of black ex-black slaves into society that didn't give them any any standing anyway. They did, they mm -hmm. weren't protected by law. They didn't have any human rights by law once they were freed. So then you know it's. I don't know what my point is on that one, but. Well, no, I mean it's just that when we have when we, it's hard to know what they what what it means what what it means to have emancipation, and we had to argue about that. We're gonna every movement has those arguments, and I think it's a healthy part of it, and it's also kind of the fun part of it, isn't it? I mean, shit, I was, I knew people in um, the peak oil movement, and they were arguing about how we're gonna make it through peak oil, and it's like. You know, every every movement has this, like... Oh, man. I mean, we've had the activists blocking roads, right? And they've brought yeah. in laws now where, they, where the police can actually just grab them and move them, you know, yeah. uh, just stop oil protesters. And my wife was one. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're stopping ambulances getting to, to the uh -huh. hospitals and all this. And then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later... The nurses and doctors went on strike. And I'm like, oh, Christine, oh, all the yeah. people who need treatment, what are they going to do now? Well, they're striking for better pay. It's bad. 
oh, so it's all right now that that they put put like patients' lives at risk to get something they want. Oh, now it's okay. <laughs> and then we then we have the wildfires and the floods and people dying in all this extreme weather that's been brought on by environmental changes, brought on by our use of, of, of fossil fuels and oil. And mm -hmm. I'm like, there you go, you know. Okay, a few people didn't make it to hospital and may have died, but what about the thousands dying in all these unnatural events that have been like influenced by our choices of fuel and and what we do to the to the planet? It's like people don't look at the long picture, the long goal of everything, do they? No, they don't. And they, they and, and and they don't like they don't like it looking in the mirror either because they're doing the same shit. It's, it's just every everybody else. Oh, we we want that nice activism, don't we? Want that nice activism, but at the same time, when you try to that nice activism, handing flyers out and saying like, "I this is what I do." A great part of my day is, "Hey, I'm here from I'm here to uh, raising awareness about animals in labs. Would you mind if I gave you a little information?" And people just like. You know, like there's a fine line. Terrified. There's a fine line where we could we can just tiptoe across this fine line. We can dip into the environment if we wish. If we we can dip into the yeah, into the not, hell side of things. We can swing and, and move left and right if we want to, because we're going down this road that will ultimately end in that person looking at the the animal rights message and saying, "Wow, I never knew that." Whereas if we sort of go straight down and we barge into them and we start saying, this is the message what we want, it's not a fucking diet, it's not an environmental issue, it is this, they might just sod off and go through that next door and, and we never see them again. And that's well, not productive. I think, I think that disruptions work. And I think that when we're trying to be rouse people awake, that's what we need to do. Um, you know, so yesterday something interesting happened. We're doing our activism and we're handing out pamphlets and having conversations and all that stuff. And then um, a mass of people uh, uh, musters in front of one of the main buildings and they all have the flags of Palestine and they're wearing the um, the scarves and the head coverings that um, that I always associate with a Yasser Arafat, you know, that, that black and white um, head covering he, he would wear. And he, uh, they then... We went to go to their massing. It's a big group of people. It's getting bigger and bigger as we're as we're packing up. And so we left, you know, I, I could kind of hear what they're saying. And it's obvious what they say. Right. Do I, I don't really need to tell you what they're saying. Um, it's all the same stuff that that uh, is always said around times of war. And then we're eating dinner and we hear a bunch of ruckus outside and we're on the second floor of a restaurant. And we look down and all those people are in the street marching, making some noise and blocking the street, blocking traffic. And I'm like, immediately, I'm a little jealous because why can't why can't the animals have something like that? You know, there's 50,000 animals being slaughtered every second. And we we're not taking to the street and marching like that. There aren't people blocking traffic for that. Um, there, and when you see those stop oil people, there's such a small number of people actually doing the disruption. It feels like we're doomed. But all of a sudden, a bunch of America—it was probably a couple hundred people. Uh, try getting a couple hundred people all in one place for the animals. And I don't do know. Like I, th I think we've had quite a few sort of. I mean, this is all about creating publicity, and creating public awareness by creating events that cause disruption and, and cause news reports and using the media as, as a, as a voice, as an amplification for your message. And I think, I think we've had quite a few uh, protests and marches and, 
Yeah, there's a lot gone on. I mean, I mean, look look at what's going on in Israel at the moment. It's going to divide people. In in the UK, we've already had, had a lot of schools shut down, Jewish schools shut down yeah. and everything because of fear of reprisal because we've got yes. a high Muslim population in the UK as well. But but a, people, a lot of these people who, who are doing the protesting and, and uh, are threatening these Jewish schools or synagogues or whatever have no idea of how Israel started and what the history is, you know? Yeah. My comparison is Northern Ireland, right? We we took over Ireland because it was an outpost and it was a threat to the to UK sovereignty. And we've had um, terrorist attacks and everything, but now we're at a point where we're not going to retreat out of Northern Ireland and yeah. we're not going to encroach any further into Southern Ireland. So the only thing you can do now is just come to a peaceful agreement and all live together. And that's what needs to happen in, in Gaza and Israel. But unfortunately, this this Hamas people, they're not for repatriating uh, the people of Palestine. What they're for yeah. is annihilating completely the Jewish population, which that's is the, is is the, the the thing that's wrong about all this. Otherwise, I yeah. Every it. every time I hear a liberal defend Hamas, I'm always thinking like, did you have, just Google how they treat women? Just Google their position on freedom of speech and books like they would murder you just for what you're saying now and it's like it's it's such a dangerous organization to get behind people will say things like free palestine and the rest and i'm going that is a great bumper sticker but that is not really you're not really able to free palestine there's no there's no way to free palestine there's just right now there's hamas <laughs> and there's I mean, the there's, people there's, of israel there's... The second and third generation kids living in Israel now. It, yeah. It's established. It, it's you can't just displace. But but then again, on the flip side of the coin, Israel wants to displace over a million people out of the north of Gaza. And well, they want like, Gaza. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, and that's but, why that's why my when when, I, when it happened, I said it's complicated, man. Like I think that the Israeli government has acted in a way that's so that I can that I think is akin to fascism and i think that they're they are oppressing a large group of people but also there's a terrorist organization in charge of the remnants of whatever you want to call palestine mm. is it even a country at this point like what is it if hamas is in charge so you have these these major this it's, it's very complicated and the only thing i could say is that i i i'm against violence and i'm against oppression mm, yeah i mean that's all that's all you can say because you yeah. don't you don't know the dynamics of it you don't know the reality of what's working in there all you can see is the propaganda that is put out by israel and, and by palestine um it, in, in essence the whole thing is just wrong and how it's moved and and, yeah. and i'm sure there's lots of palestinian people there who are beautiful normal people who would at the drop of a who hat care just about say, their yeah, children. Hamas are there in that house, Hamas are there in that house. They would do, but mm. would you risk the death of your children to, to, to point the finger That's at where exactly. these people are? Totally. It's they're under a reign of terror. It, it's, it's, in, it's, it's the saying, in between a rock and a hard place. And people talk That's about where they are. absolutes, and the absolutes annoy me in this case because people will say things like, well, Muslims are using their children as, as um, bullet shields. And I'm like, no, they're not some are because some are radicalized but that is not a everyone cares about their children everyone wants to live everyone wants to be free that's what all of us want all animals want to be free all of us and so it's it's so weird that people will like paint one group of people 
as just this one thing. And the same thing happens with the Jews. The people are painting Israelis as if they're just all one thing. They're not. They're a diverse group, just like everybody, mm -hmm. just like You're vegans, right. for God's sake. We don't all agree. Like, we have nuance. We have the differences of opinion. It's just so And, and the thing is, the, the press are very... Hello, Paul Campbell from Galway City. Um, yeah, and Leo Serrano says, like, the people of Palestine are not Hamas. Exactly. Have been living in an open-air prison or concentration camp for years. See see what I mean? So, he, Palestine are not Hamas. But he also says the people of Palestine have been living in... Also not true. The people of Palestine are not all living in an open-air prison. Some are. Not all are. It's It's just, like, it's fucking annoying that everyone wants to say, oh, everything is like this. And taking these big, broad brushes and trying to come in with a machete instead of a scalpel, and I'm telling you, this is what a, this is what a machete looks like. What mm. we're getting right now—that's I mean, what, what it looks like. You see, it has effects everywhere. I mean, we can sit back and say, "Oh, it's just the Middle East; it's nothing to do with us." But it, it, like I said, they've shut Jewish schools down in the UK and other places, other countries. I don't know about the US. Um, it does have effects on everybody, and My, it's not. It's My not nice to think that that forty percent of the population of Palestine are kids under under the age of sixteen. It's like, or, know, it, or the, the fact that. Look. My my co-host on Sundays is afraid to send her child to school because she's Jewish. Like, this is something where it's affecting a lot of us. And, and what what's it going to do when they when they when they just randomly bomb Palestine or they go in and shoot innocent people or innocent kids? You're just breeding more terrorists mm -hmm. by doing this, you know. But it's not my it's not my. I shouldn't speak on it really, you know. I can only speak about like I said. I see things in black and white. And I see something that that has escalated, and it's not right. And I'm I actually think... really afraid, Dan, because I'm I'm I said yesterday I'm glad I'm the age I am because the last time I saw shit like this go down, we were overextended someplace else, someplace in Eastern Europe, probably Kosovo or someplace like that, or Serbia. America was overextended. Britain was overextended. The American and 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 her friends were uh, spread thin. Then something sparked off in the Middle East, and then just takes one more little thing, and we're going to see boots on the ground in the Middle East, and we'll be in another twenty-year war. And this and, is and this is where social media comes in. Sorry to interrupt, but, yeah. um, but TikTok have been 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 berated by by certain governments because they they're allowing misinformation to to appear on on. And this is the frightening thing that is. Now we've got AI, um, and now we've got all this, this, uh, these, these videos that we can do with people not speaking the words that they were they were speaking originally. We mm. we can have people saying things that are pretty sort of uh, inflammatory, and we can cause a lot of problems just by using the conflict in the Middle East um, to cause conflict elsewhere in the, in in other countries. Um, so this is the scary thing is is media is is a great driver of this we can show one side and we can show i mean i saw a set of photos once and it showed these kids like crouching down and then they show the full picture and they're crouching down because they're playing hide and seek not hiding from soldiers and mm. you can you can paint all sorts of pictures with media that are not yeah. true and give people the wrong impression of what's really going on well, the, one thing is for certain that something horrible is afoot in the Middle East, and it's another situation that we're going to have to muddle through. And I'm really, I'm really, I'm really thankful that um, that I won't be called because I don't know 
I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want. I do not want them to. Do you Do you remember when 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 the last Iraqi war happened? It happened in your country too, where all of a sudden young people in the National Guard are being called up. They call it the what do they call the National Guard there, like your volunteer forces, your um, your auxiliary uh, the territorial army. Yeah, the territorial the reserves, army. Yeah. The reserves, right? And they started calling up the reserves, and the Queen had to sign off on it. And it was a really big deal because the queen didn't want to sign off on it, and she did. And all of a sudden, uh, we're all at war in the, in the Middle East, in Iraq. And it took us years and years and years to get out. A lot of my friends did not did not come back the same way, and some came back maimed, and all of them came back disturbed. And that's the future now. Where I, I just do not see it turning out with Ukraine and the Middle East at war. Um, shit, dude. Well, again, I mean, all this, this, this war and Ukraine and Israel and all this, all this thing is, is, you know, people use an excuse. You know, why are you advocating for animal rights when, when mm-hmm. there's, there's wars going on? There's bigger things to, there's bigger fish to fry. Fish to free. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, um, well, just because there's there's wars going on doesn't mean that I can't speak about other issues that that are happening that are, that are close to my heart you know absolutely should, injustice should, is should, justice yeah should we go back to injustice should i go back to my steaks on a friday night just because there's a war in in ukraine because there's a war in the middle east you know mm. so it's yeah it's bullshit yeah all right well i appreciate you and i think it's um i gotta drive for 15 hours down to denver so i'll see you in denver i guess yeah, Denver, Denver. Yeah, Where's Denver's, that? Denver's in um, just north. It's it's in the Midwest. It, no, it's 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 not in the Midwest. It's definitely this. Okay, so Denver's in Colorado, and it's a mile high. It's a mile off uh, above sea level. Hi, Leo. And, and it's cold there, and it's uh, it's 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 really high up. I'll have altitude. I'll have altitude sickness likely for a couple days. But I'll be there for a week. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I haven't been to Denver for a few years. It's beautiful there. Jack Kerouac used to drive to used to write about Denver. It's a cool town. Anyway, um, it's in Colorado. It's a I guess it's technically the Southwest. I guess you'd call it. So, how much longer have you? How many more places have we got to visit? Now? How much longer have you got on this uh, epic mission of yours? I've got Denver, Salt Lake City, Berkeley, Davis, UCI, and then I'm driving back across the country. Back home, we'd be glad to get back home. Yeah, actually, I'm driving away. UCI is actually really close. Irvine is right next to my house, so I'll beat my last stop is right next to home, and then I'm driving the truck back to across the country again back to virginia and then flying back oh my god <laughs> i know man it's so hard wow. yeah. well listen listen it's 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 been epic what you've done it's amazing what you're doing and um i think it's great thanks it's man amazing I'm, I'm trying to like keep up with everything i'm probably gonna have to make a bunch of videos when i get back i'm trying to like release things as i'm doing it but it's just hard to edit and it's just a lot but i'm having really interesting conversations and having a really good time doing it. Um, it's It's been great. My mother was from Wisconsin, and I really didn't think she had an accent, but I started talking to people here, and they all talk kind of like my mom, and it's really kind of funny because it's, uh, it's bittersweet, really, because uh, 
they all everyone who opens their mouth and starts talking like any especially a certain age group they talk like my mother um who's who i never really thought had much of an accent but she definitely did yeah, I have the same. I have the same when I go to Stoke on Trent, where my dad's from, and I hear hear the hear the people in Stoke on Trent talk. It's like you know, I was used to hearing that accent all my life, and and when I lost my dad, it's like, oh, that's that's he sounds like my dad. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. It brings back memories. It definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's it's a it's a weird one. All right. Well, I appreciate you so much, man, and uh, I'll see you in a month probably. I appreciate you, and yes, uh, I shall see you in a month. I will tell you all about my Polish, uh, Polish sort of uh, exploits. I see your bag packed back there. Yeah, my bag's packed. I've got my Polish flag. Oh, it's the wrong way out. Yeah, I've got my Polish flag. Laura sent me that. She keeps sending me random things in the post. My missus (laughs) said, we tell that Laura to stop sending you stuff. We've got enough shit in this house without her sending stuff. Oh yeah, um, I'd just like as a as a bit of a closing statement to all the people who saw my last video. Thanks for watching it and thanks for commenting on it. If you haven't seen it, just go on it and have a look and have a listen. And like I said, it, it's a knee jerk response. I mean a lot of what I say, and some of it maybe I don't mean it. But make your own minds up. Put a comment on there and just uh, just see how it makes you feel. And um, yeah, I like it. All right. Well, also, thanks to the Patreon subscribers. Don't forget to patreon.com slash vegan, of course, veganofcourse.net. Buy a t-shirt for the love of God. And if you aren't already subscribed, you're over on Dan's channel, please subscribe to uh, Vegan, of course, on YouTube. It looks like most of our viewers are already over on my channel. But if you haven't already subscribed, please do. That would help. Are you making money off veganism? <laughs> Pennies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I would be through PETA, making a little bit more through PETA than I am through this. This is a labor of love for sure. Yeah, making it rain. We're going we're spending all this we're spending all this money at the uh the strip clubs. And the same goes for, for Sky's um, viewers. Please jump over. I've got lots of yes. videos on there. You can you can you can watch hundreds of videos on my channel about all sorts. You can see how I've evolved, how my views have changed. You can see some amazing daft stuff some uh, really deep stuff and some really horrible investigations that I've done. But yeah, please jump over and take a look at my videos and comments. Hell yeah. All right. See you later, guys. This is a channel for vegans. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a channel for vegans. Uh, just as a reminder, tomorrow I will be live uh, as part of the pre-shift, but I will be in a different time zone. So I think I'm going back in time. So I might be at an earlier hour. So if you have the bell icon pressed, you will get a, uh, a notification about that. Until then, illegitimate non-carborundum. Wish me luck on my long drive to Denver. Um, illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Thank you so much for everything.